This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, y'all, hey. Welcome to Such a Lady or Sal for our loyal fans. I'm your host, Siobhan, and if you are just now stumbling upon us, welcome to our toxic family, y'all. We hope you make yourself at home because you are definitely welcome here. Um, now, if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, then you know I was talking about Dateline and I've been watching it for forever and I still don't know when these folks be in jail and they not in jail. Like, listen, I really be trying. Um, like, I be like, did they get out? Did they not get out? And I'm always confused. So, like, Dateline, like, whoever is over there marketing or whatever team listen y'all kudos to y'all but I say all that to say because I was watching the episode and um I was like oh this is crazy and I was like I I think that I want to talk to y'all about it but anyway we'll get into that later um also I wanted to thank you guys because y'all scored such a lady of 4.8 now I don't know about y'all but that just makes my heart feel so special like I mean I knew y'all loved me but I didn't know that y'all loved loved me like y'all had a thug over her all emotional and stuff and y'all know gangsters ain't supposed to cry so it wasn't okay but I definitely appreciate y'all um (laughs) I definitely do um I couldn't do it without you all and I wouldn't want to every week before I do the episode, I get all nervous and anxious. Like we ain't family and stuff. I'm not talking to my people, but I definitely want to make sure that I'm putting something out that you all are enjoying. Um, now this week, such a lady is Faith Grant. She sent an email saying that (laughs) she loves such a lady because she can tell that I am myself and I don't try to be perfect. Even when I don't know something, I don't pretend. Um, Faith, I was happy and sad at the same time. Like, how many mistakes does your girl make? Um, Are you tracking me? (laughs) If so, I I think I like it. I I like the stalker vibes. Makes me feel real good inside. Um, But no, I definitely don't try to be perfect. Um, I had a young lady ask me about um, starting a podcast and she was like, how do I start? And I was just like, just start if you wait until it's perfect you'll never start and that being said the website is up and it's going to be posted in the um bio so you can definitely if you're on if you look at such a lady 30 on instagram or facebook then it will be there so you can go there and find out about um such a lady her faith motivates. Um, you can order candles from there. Once the Such a Lady merch is available, you'll be able to get it from there too. Is the website perfect? No, but it was going to happen anyway. Because if I kept putting it off any longer, it never would have happened. So I would love for you guys to check it out. Give me your feedback. Um, because it's 
for you guys. So I want to know what you guys uh, think. I definitely want to give a shout out to um, my girls, uh, Wendella and Michelle, because they definitely, before I even put it out there, they looked at it and they, they gave me their honest feedback. And it was real, it was raw, and it was honest. And hopefully I made the changes and you all love them. But I definitely thank you all for that. But y'all didn't come here for that. So let's get into this um, next toxic love story. Now, um, like I said, this is one that I saw on Dateline and I was like, this is crazy. Like, I don't know what, like, what's going on. Um, And then I was like, well, you know what? If I saw it on Dateline, they probably saw it on Dateline. But then I was like, you know what? That's fine. We could talk about it and put our such a lady spin on it. So that's what we're going to do. Now, um, Bill Harrison and Bridget Harrison, which I love the names, B&B. I bet they, people just love that couple. Like, you know, B&B, you know, here comes B&B. Oh, anyway, so they, um, <laughs> they met at 16 and they married. And of course, you know, all the stories, they were happily in love and yada, yada, yada. And Bill was in management. Bridget, she was an actress for quite some time. Um, her family had money. But when the two decided that they wanted to adopt Caleb, Bridget decided that she was going to step away from the acting scene and then become a superintendent, Um, which was fine because, you know, they were able to do that. Uh, Bridget was the disciplinarian and then Bill was more of the laid back parent. Now, I... I don't like that because it always seemed like the women, we always got to be the the disciplinarian while the daddy gets to be all cool, laid back and collected. And then the kids grow up and they think that the parent, the mom is the nagger. No, don't do that. If you're a man and you're listening, don't put all that on your, your, your wife. Don't do that. Step up to the plate. Don't wait till it gets so bad that she got to call you in the room. And y'all know what I'm talking about. But anyway, so yeah, so but regardless of whoever was the the mean parent or the nice parent they did a great job because Caleb grew up to be a productive citizen and things were great he ended up meeting a young lady named Melissa Merritt in 2000 and Caleb just fell in love with her um she was older than he was but they made it work and they were both what smitten with each other. I, I like that word, smitten. They were smitten with each other. And so they decided that they would get married, you know, and do things the right way. So they got married, had two children. Um, but, you know, eventually some things don't work out. And after five years, the two decided to separate. Now, apparently this relationship was very um, volatile because... Caleb was arrested and charged with domestic violence against Melissa, which I think that was the straw that eventually broke the camel's back and caused the two to go ahead and separate. And Caleb took it really, really hard. He, I mean, you know, you can not act right, but still not want stuff to happen. You know what I mean? Or not think it's going to happen. So um, I don't think that Caleb thought that Melissa was going to say, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, But what she did, he took it really, really hard and he turned to alcohol. 
and um, one night he was at a party and he was drinking really heavily and he got behind the wheel of his mom's Mercedes and he hit a taxi head on killing the taxi driver and injuring two other people now um, I'm at this time you know Caleb they know that he did it and he knows that he did it and everyone's saying that he's really really remorseful about doing it but at the end of the day somebody's life was taken and so that gave Melissa the go ahead to say okay look I already know that he puts his hands on me and now look he's killed somebody and so he should never ever ever be around our children me as a mom I don't think that it's safe for Caleb to be around our children. And so she stood firm on that. And she felt like when she went to, well, she stood before the judge that the judge was going to agree with her on that. But she was wrong because the judge said, okay, I understand what you're saying. And I hear (laughs) what you're saying, but that doesn't have anything to do with Caleb and his children. And so the judge gave them, um, joint custody of the children so Caleb was able to see the children well here's the crazy part Caleb this happened in what 2005 Caleb wasn't sentenced until 2009 he wasn't charged in sentence so that's what 2000 and what five six seven eight i still do my fingers so four years so those four years melissa was fighting for sole custody now once caleb was given joint custody and then in 2009 when he was actually charged and sentenced to 18 months in prison i bet melissa was like oh look manna from heaven because she probably thought that when Caleb went to jail, she didn't have to worry about him anymore. We didn't have to worry about him, didn't have to worry about his parents, but she was wrong again because the judge transferred Caleb's um, rights over to his parents while he was in jail, well, in prison for the 18 months. So Melissa thought that she was finna not have to deal with these folks, but she did because she still had to take the children over to see Caleb's parents. Well, crazy, crazy, crazy story. Caleb's dad ends up like dying, being found in the bathroom. And they say that it's, he had, um, heart asphyxiation, um, acute heart asphyxiation. So this is like right when Caleb gets out of the, um, out of prison. And so of course this is the only father he's ever, ever known. And so he's taking it hard and I'm sure Bridget is taking it hard too. The other B to B and B is gone. You know what I mean? So like it's, it's hard and I, I can't even imagine, but so at this time, You know, Caleb and Bridget are trying to go on with their lives and try to make the best of it. But they're still, you know, wanting to have custody of these children. But then, guess what? Bridget was found dead at the bottom of the stairs and her death was ruled an accident. Now, remember Caleb was dealing with a lot um, before the death of his parents. Then after be, after being released from prison, he 
try to be this active person in his children in his children's life and you know Melissa wasn't making it easy for him she was just like no I don't I don't want you in this role she had moved on she had found her new man named Christopher and y'all know that that name is on my list of names that I don't like um but she found her new man named Christopher and they ended up having two children together and so Melissa was kind of like I don't want Caleb in this picture at all I guess she was kind of like out of sight out of mind um I I want this family and I want it with just me and Chris and so after Bridget was found dead Melissa takes her and Caleb's two children and they go on the run she cuts their hair she dyes it and they decide that they don't want to be caught because Bridget is dead Bill is dead Caleb is still coming after her you know what I mean so it's like nothing is gonna stop Caleb from trying to be a part of his children's life unless she takes the children out of the equation which she does and they're on the run for a while okay they're out there they're living their best life and Caleb who right he doesn't exist until Chris with his smart self writes a check using his real name and that leads the police to the couple again Chris yeah that name and listen it don't got nothing to do with I'm sure it's some really really nice Chris's out there I but this is my own it's a me issue y'all it's a me issue it ain't got nothing to do with the real Chris's it's a me issue but I'm just saying like this Chris fits in my category because what if y'all on the run why are you using a check with your real name I mean listen you got to think smarter well the police brought the children back to Caleb and arrested Melissa and charged her with parental abduction Melissa was eventually released, but she was barred from contacting Caleb or the children. So it kind of finally looked like there was a light at the end of this crazy, crazy, crazy tunnel that Caleb was going through, which I mean, I mean, we all have our own different opinions. Do I think Caleb was wrong for drinking and driving? Absolutely. Um, have I done it before? Yes. Was I wrong? Yes. Can I judge him? No. Um, he paid his time. They released him. His family and his friends would go on to say that he was very remorseful and that he, even after he paid his debt to society, he felt bad. He just wanted to be with his children. Um, and again, like I said, I've never taken a life, but I have been, behind the wheel after I've been drinking and driving and it was nothing but the grace of God that I never killed anyone so with that being said I can't even imagine the guilt that he had to live with knowing that his actions took somebody's life um but although the legal system gave Caleb a second chance Melissa wasn't having it and now I'm not sure if it was just because of her th- her saying that he killed the taxi driver because remember they already had this volatile relationship before so I don't know if him killing the taxi driver was just something to add to the list of things that she couldn't stand Kayla for but listen she didn't need much all she needed was just a little bit um but like we were saying it looked like Caleb was 
you know, seeing a light at the end of the tunnel until Caleb himself was found dead in the same house that his father was found dead in the bathroom at and the same house that his mother was found dead at the bottom of the stairs. So whoever said light, whoever said lightning can't strike the same place twice, they was wrong. And I'm not even sure if somebody said that or if that was me. But if I said that, I was wrong. Yeah, because it because it did. I mean, either way, bad things can happen more than one time. Um, they can happen more than twice. I mean, in this case, three times. Um, can you eat? And then thinking about the children, can you even imagine the babies? I mean, just imagine those kids because in that short amount of time, they lost so many people. They lost their grandfather they they lost their grandmother and then they lost their dad and these weren't just people that their mom talked about these were people that they actually had a relationship with they spent time with they stayed with you know what i mean because at one point caleb actually had custody of his children when melissa had gotten caught with trying to you know start a new life with christopher over here in la la land so caleb and the children had a relationship so i can't even imagine what those babies were thinking because that's a lot to have to go through bill died on april the 16th of 2009 and then bridget was found dead in the um at the bottom of the stairs april of the next year and then caleb so that was crazy but in caleb's case his death was not ruled natural or an accident it was ruled a homicide because it looked like caleb actually had a fight with the person who tried to kill him um he was the death was ruled um homicide by asphyxiation so but there was definitely a struggle there it looks like caleb was tossed around and there was dna underneath his fingernails but of course you know they had to send that off and that takes a little while um, but the police immediately start thinking about the custody case. And then Christopher is this big guy. He's this big bouncer type guy. And then Caleb, don't get me wrong, he wasn't no little dude, but he wasn't no bouncer type guy. So when you think of somebody throwing somebody around and tossing them around like a rag dog, as a man, I don't care what size you are, you're going to put up a fight. But if you got this linebacker... <laughs> coming at you it's gonna be a hard fight and unfortunately Caleb didn't come out alive in that fight and that sucks for everybody involved but the police were like okay well the math ain't mathing something ain't right and this is what made me want to even talk to y'all about it why did it take three whole deaths for somebody to even say something ain't right because I'm I'm just nosy my dang self just me investigating the story I was like now this could have stopped a long time ago, but you know me. I listen. I I I do a lot of stuff I don't get paid to do, which is my problem. And so I'm I'm asking my own self, self, what's what's going on? Why why are they not asking the questions that I'm asking? And eventually they start, but it's after Caleb is 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 killed. So after Caleb is dead, they're like, well, hmm. I wonder if we should look into the other cases and they don't. Okay. This is the crazy part. When Bridget died, they six, they suspected that 
it, the death was suspicious because there were marks around her neck. Now, I don't know how you fall down the stairs, but you got hand marks around your neck. I mean, I don't know. Listen, that's just my opinion. But then when they get to looking into Bill's death, he got marks around his neck too. So y'all just burying folks and they got marks around their necks. The police department said that the reason why they did not go or try to charge you know, anyone with Bridget's death is because they didn't have enough evidence. Get some. Ain't that your job? I don't, I'm, I, find some. I don't just, I mean, just don't let me fall to the wayside just because you couldn't find enough evidence. You know something ain't right. What if Caleb wouldn't have gotten killed? These are questions that we have to ask. I'm just saying, listen, I didn't got all hyped up off that Mount Dew chip. <clears throat> anyway, so Caleb is dead and Bill is dead and Bridget is dead and so they bring in Melissa and of course she's trying to paint this bad light on Caleb now she she's painting this picture of him to the point where she wants the police to think oh well if y'all are looking into um Bill and Bridget's murder let me tell you that Caleb wasn't this nice person like he was going upside my head and oh all these people that he had issues with all these people so she wanted the police to think oh well if y'all think somebody killed Caleb and Bill and um Bridget I want y'all to know that Caleb probably might have killed Bill and Bridget but Caleb had so many enemies that somebody probably killed him but it wasn't me and so the police are just listening and they're taking notes and so they bring in Christopher and they're like, hey, dude, let's sit down and let's talk. And he's like, I didn't do nothing. What you want to talk to me about? And he's standing firm like, I don't know. I ain't got nothing to do with that. And they interrogate this man for 13 hours straight. And so like for me, I guess I've never been interrogated, but you know, they have their tactic, their tactic tactics where you know they do certain things but 13 hours look i'm be ready to go by three minutes i'm be done told y'all what y'all want to know but then i guess that's why i ain't ain't finna be out here killing nobody either because i ain't got time and i don't want to go to jail but anyway after 13 hours christopher decides that he's cold he's hard he's hungry and he's over it and he wants to confess and he says that he killed caleb and he killed Bridget, but he did not kill Bill. Um, and so the police arrest him, but he is adamant. And he says that Melissa didn't have anything to do with it. She didn't know anything about it. She wasn't involved. He was doing this to protect his family. And he needed her to be out there. Cause remember it wasn't just the two children that Melissa and Caleb shared together. Christopher and Melissa had two children, two children of their own. So Christopher was thinking there needs to be a parent out here taking care of these children. But in my mind, I'm thinking you weren't thinking about that when you wouldn't kill these folks. I mean, what is the deal? I mean, is it that hard with co-parenting? I've done it before and it seemed like they actually loved the children. It didn't seem like they were harmful to the children um melissa kept stating that caleb was 
um, putting his hands on them. But every single time that they would look into it, they could not find any proof that the children were being harmed. If anything, they were being well taken care of. And Melissa even said at one point that she was angry because Caleb wasn't the one that was buying stuff for the children. It was his parents. Why did it matter? You know what I mean? Like, and I get it, but if Caleb is on hard times, does it matter who's getting the kids' stuff as long as the kids get what they need? Like, to me, that's petty. That's petty business, but you know, who am I? I just tell the stories. I just, you know, that's it. That's all. Um, but she was pissed, and so they didn't want to co parent. They were just like, they wanted to parent. They was the parents, okay? And and you think about it but you're like do you think about the right now because if we get caught like because that's what i'd be thinking like what if i get caught who's gonna take care of my kids i'm gonna be spending time in jail well anywho christopher ends up taking back his plea and he says he didn't do it well that's fine and dandy they got you on tape but then the police also don't believe that that's true that Melissa didn't have anything to do with this. So what they do is they put the two in a room together and they wire the room and they hear Melissa saying to Christopher, why did you take the blame? And Christopher is like, because one of us got to take care of the kids. So one of us got to be out here. And she's like, well, they didn't have enough on us. And so she, they're like talking back and forth, not knowing that they're being listening to. And so that was enough for them to charge um, Melissa. So while Christopher was thinking he was smarter than the average bear saying that he was going to take the blame, Melissa couldn't stop running her mouth. And she ends up getting arrested too. Then they, once they're in jail, they go to trial. Melissa gets charged with Bridget's murder. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. Melissa gets charged with Caleb's murder and Christopher gets charged with Caleb's murder, but they don't have enough evidence to charge Melissa with Bridget's murder or Bill's murder, but they do have enough evidence to charge Christopher with Bridget's murder, but not with Bill's murder. Now, in my opinion and in my good, I know that Christopher killed Bridget, Bill, and Caleb. And I think that Melissa was the mastermind behind it. Um, and you know what's so crazy is that you you get in these relationships and these women talk these men into killing other folks. And I don't know because I ain't never been a man in my whole life. Not that I can recall. But I'm just thinking if you asking me to kill somebody, I'm going to be like, you go kill somebody like if you want that done you go do it like you not finna talk me into signing over my life that's what you not finna do and then if we got kids i'm gonna be like think about the kids but i guess again like we say water seeks its own level so maybe maybe christopher was easily manipulated maybe maybe melissa was putting that thing on him and it was good and he didn't know how to say no to her whatever it is both of the two were charged with 25 to life in prison. But check this out, because y'all know your girl. I had to keep looking. So after Melissa is charged and sentenced and she's in jail, I guess she decides she don't need Christopher no more. So she ends up breaking it off with him. 
And then she decides that she's going to ma- uh, marry a fellow inmate. So I'm just like, so you just out here living your best life in prison now. But I guess you just have to adapt because I say all the time, like, man, I couldn't make it in prison. But I guess you have to make it wherever you are. I guess you just have to adapt. But let me tell you, I don't want to have to adapt in prison. And I don't want y'all to have to adapt in prison either. So if y'all in a toxic relationship and y'all were looking for a sign to get out, listen, here's your sign. And even if you wasn't looking for a sign and you just stumbled upon this podcast and something I said resonated with you, get out. You ain't got to discuss it with Tyrone. You ain't got to talk to him not another time. He hear what you saying. They hear you. Folks know what they doing when they doing what they doing. Okay. You let people slide and they start to skate. It's time out for that. It's time to start choosing you. Don't, we're not finna go into 2023 with all these quotes, but let's go into 2023 choosing us, making sure that we put ourselves as a priority because you can't pour from an, from an empty cup. But that's enough about that. Thank you for tuning in. This episode is sponsored in part by Bossed Up Candles and Her Faith Motivates. I've smelled Bossed Up Candles. Their candles are awesome. You guys should definitely check them out. And also, I'll meet you back here, same time, same place. Check out the website. Let me know what you think. And meet us at suchalady30 on Instagram and suchalady on Facebook. I love hearing from you guys. It definitely makes my day. So feel free to reach out. And don't forget to be great on purpose.